The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sproat Sr. And I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada, Idaho and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Klee for over 90 years in our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A.D.B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number 
designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We begin our Christmas season program with a number by our church choir under the direction of Amelia Hahn. What a joyous occasion to celebrate our dear Savior's birth. God gave us his only begotten son, Jesus, showing mankind the way to heaven, if they will but hear his voice. And now here's the church choir with their song, Sing Noel. Iris Locke will accompany our choir on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. Please follow along with the choir using the words on the screen and sing along with them. What a spiritual and uplifting number. Thank you, choir. Now I call upon the church band under the direction of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. to play for you a legend of kings.
Coming up next will be our soloist Sherilyn Abing to sing that old tune, Christmas favorite, entitled Away in a Manger. Sherilyn will be accompanied by hit pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and yours truly on the guitar. Thank you for that wonderful presentation, Sherilyn. And now the choir will gather together and sing for you their second number for today entitled, Kneeling at the Manger. Thank you. 
The talents of the youth strings under the patient and attentive leadership of Edith Matsuki will play for the Lord a medley of Christmas numbers entitled Away in a Manger with the Little Drummer Boy.
Praise the Lord for these talented youngsters, always ready to give their all to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Youth Strings. We now call upon the talents of the vocal group, the Daughters of Judah, to sing a moving and inspiring rendition of the song, Let There Be Peace on Earth. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate today's melody to a wonderful sister in Christ, Ms. Sierra Lynn Hahn, who daily gives her faithful best to the Lord. Sierra, may our Heavenly Father continue to richly bless you. May you move forward in the gospel work and endure in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. Let's play. 
Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and would like to repeat our television time, stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, and also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held in the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the des address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program to Trustee Associate Pastor Edwin Sproul Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. We are truly blessed, dear television viewers, to have the opportunity of sharing the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you all through our weekly telecast presentations. The human side of mankind causes him to embrace sin and in turn shun the Lord Jesus Christ, called to accept his plan of salvation to receive everlasting life in heaven above. Hence, we pray that every man, woman, and child will positively respond to God's commandment to repent and be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and to be filled with His Holy Spirit. Therefore, we invite everyone to join in the reading of God's Word today in the message entitled, Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, as we draw ourselves ourselves closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
After all, Jesus Christ is only a prayer away from all of us when we call upon his name, Jesus Christ, and plead for his blood to cover us from all sin. We have come to know that the Lord's path is always straight and narrow, and it can appear at times to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. On the other hand, the easy downhill path will lead every man, woman, and child straight into condemnation, and it would be a tragic, irreversible, and distressful fate for anyone to hear Jesus Christ say at the judgment day, I know you not, and do not enter into my rest. Hence, today's sermon is entitled to encourage everyone to work on your salvation with fear and trembling, and to be ready to meet Jesus Christ when he calls us up saying, come up hither. God's purpose is to set up his kingdom upon this earth. And the natural question would be, who is the King of kings and Lord of lords? George Frederick Handel, one of the greatest composers of the 1700s, composed the opera Messiah in the year 1741. In it was a portion entitled the Hallelujah Chorus, which even to this very day is a musical piece that still arouses deep feelings of Christian allegiance. In it, Handel vividly describes the sovereignty and majesty of the Lord God Almighty and ends with a magnificent crescendo proclaiming, He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Let us then turn to our Bibles this morning to see how Jesus Christ, who from the very beginning set in motion his plan of salvation for all mankind. Most assuredly, we must also remember that everything God does is done according to his own timetable to prove, as well as to serve his intended purpose to confirm that God's promises are yea and amen. All biblical prophecies confirm the very life of Christ as not only the Son of God, but in reality, the express image of God himself. Hence, he is the almighty God in the flesh, just as Jesus Christ proclaimed in John 10:30, saying, I and my Father are one. Time and again during his ministry during the, upon the earth, Jesus Christ reaffirmed his conversation with Philip in John 14, 8 and 9 that reads, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I not been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Yes, dear television viewers, even his disciples did not fully understand the mysteries of godliness, which would be revealed to them after they were filled with God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. John 14, 11 through 12 also states, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he also do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Jesus Christ taught his disciples to have believing faith in him and to forsake the former life and its vain traditions and to come and follow him who is the fullness of the law. Philip believed the Lord Jesus Christ, and because of his fidelity, Philip's ministry bears record that he was able to do exactly what the Lord said he would do. 
Philip was an optimist, and therefore he obeyed every solicitation of God's Holy Spirit. The Lord told him to go to Gaza, and there he met a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority who had charge of the queen's treasury. The eunuch was returning to Jerusalem and was sitting in the chariot reading the book of Isaiah. Acts 8, 29 to 31 and 35 gives us this account. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. The eunuch was reading the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. And Philip explained to him that the Lord Jesus Christ who died and rose again and had ascended to heaven is the selfsame Messiah whom Isaiah had dramatically described centuries before. Furthermore, Philip expounded the gospel of the kingdom of God, explaining that a man must be born again of water and of the spirit, according to John 3, 5, that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Being born of water means every man, woman, and child must be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit according to Acts 2.38 that reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Being born of the Spirit means every man, woman, and child must speak in tongues or God's unknown language, as described in Acts 2.4 that reads, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is very essential to God's plan of salvation. And even the Lord Jesus Christ himself was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan that he might fulfill all righteousness. Hence, if the Lord Jesus Christ himself was baptized to set the example for salvation, we too must also be baptized as well. John 16, 16 confirms, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Philip sat and taught the eunuch as we read on in Acts 8, 36 to 38. And as they went on their way, they came unto certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. The eunuch departed from Philip with a rejoicing heart, knowing that he had obeyed and fulfilled God's commandments as written in God's holy word, the Bible. Hence, the saving power in the name of Jesus Christ confirms God's plan of salvation in Acts 4.12 that reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The eunuch's quest for God's righteousness was fulfilled when he was baptized 
and he is now ready to enter into the kingdom of God. It is truly wonderful to know that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Almighty God, will stand in the midst of the new Jerusalem with his arms open wide, ready to receive those who have obeyed his commandment concerning the salvation of their souls. The first prophetic picture given in God's word concerning Jesus Christ is found in the book of Genesis 13, uh, chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. And upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. God's word states her seed, and not his seed, referring to the future descendant of the woman, Jesus Christ, who would be victorious over the serpent, meaning the devil or Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. Immediately following the downfall of Adam and Eve, because of disobedience to God's commandment, God made provision through the seed of the woman, Eve, for mankind through obedience to God's commandment to regain the image of God only by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ's plan of salvation are we able to experience God's redemption plan that frees every man, woman, and child from the curse of sin. God's Word, the Bible, describes God's plan to receive and benefit from the endless blessings of salvation. Hence, the divine lineage is described in Genesis 9:26, And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. The promised seed of the woman was to come through the line of Shem, and Jesus Christ, after the flesh, descended from the line of Shem, because Shem had devoted himself to God wholly and preserved the knowledge of the true and living God. In addition, the prophecy spoke, spoken by Noah relates to the eminent spiritual blessings that come when we accept Jesus Christ as our Messiah, coming from the line of Shem. Romans 9, 3 and 5 further denotes, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. In earnest sincerity, the Apostle Paul expressed his sorrow for Israel, who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. He reminded the people of the previous agreements made between their forefathers and God to perpetuate God's word throughout the ages so that his name would be proclaimed in all the earth. Jacob, who had 12 sons, was included in this promise, and God did not choose Reuben, the firstborn, to lead the family in the ways of God, nor Joseph, the favored son, Instead, God chose Judah, the fourth son, who was elected to fulfill his prof this prophecy. Hence, Genesis 49, 8 through 10 reads, Judah, thou art whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? 
The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh, which means Christ's first advent, come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The term scepter used here indicates kingly power, and the word Shiloh is a name for the Messiah, or Christ the anointed. This identifies the lineage of the soon coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. And Jacob's prophecy and designation of the 12 tribes is most significant in Christian history. Hence, the tribe of Judah proved to be worthy of God's calling and excelled greatly, rising above its temporal faults and continued on as a conqueror of all rivals. Judah therefore reigned supreme as the true prince of peace. Jesus Christ then proclaimed to every man, woman, and child in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, that reads, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have a laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And through this chosen line of Judah were the promises perpetuated in King David, who was called by God as a man after God's own heart. Hence, the promise made of the coming Messiah descended through the seed of David. This important disclosure from the prophet Nathan was made to David in 2 Samuel 7, 16, that reads, And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. God later confirmed his oath in Psalms 89, verses 3 and 4, and 35 to 37, that reads, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant, thy seed will I establish forever, and build upon thy throne to all generations. Selah. Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne is the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. Then years later, after the death of King David, during the time when the children of Israel went back into idolatry, this irrevocable and unconditional covenant was reaffirmed to Israel through the prophet Jeremiah. Although God promised David that his descendants would sit upon his throne, the promise did not literally mean that they would be an unbroken line of David's successors on his throne. Hence, Jeremiah prophesied that God would raise up a king in the future to sit on the throne of David. Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6 denotes, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In the, his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Let's compare this prophecy with that written in Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The term branch appears in both prophecies. In Isaiah's prophecy states, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, etc. Therefore, Luke describes the child Jesus in Luke 2, 40, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, 
filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. These similarities in the scriptures create an obvious description of whom the prophet is referring to. And these characteristics are distinctive of his perfect fullness, which come forth from the throne of God. Revelations 1-4 also reveals John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne, the scripture refers to God's Holy Spirit from whom comes the believer's resources to service in the kingdom of God. As perfectly detailed plan has been laid out by the Lord Jesus Christ, whose kingdom is a reflection of him as king of kings. King Solomon, who loved the Lord God and walked in the statues of the Lord, asked for an understanding heart. His unselfish request pleased God, being that Solomon did not ask for riches, long life, or the lives of his enemies, but for understanding to discern judgment. Hence, God granted Solomon's request and his wisdom to rule his kingdom was blessed by the Lord. Matthew 12, 42 declares, the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she, shall, she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus Christ, the king of kings, came from the heritage described in the Old Testament and was also from divine parentage. Hence, prophet Isaiah proclaimed in Isaiah 7:14. therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel means God with us in the person of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 further states, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This passage is confirmed in Luke 1, 26 to 33, that reads, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee, named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a, ma a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom. There shall be no end. The angel Gabriel appeared to Joseph in Matthew 1. 18 through 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example 
was minded to put her away privately, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This declaration states, from their sins and not in their sins. And the name of Jesus is the Greek counterpart of the Hebrew term Jehoshua, meaning Savior, as confirmed by the angel Gabriel to Mary herself. Hence, the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, can, can, can claim an unbroken genealogy directly from King David as the King of kings and Lord of lords, who is coming home to call us up, saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Till our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin Sprode Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of his hands. And now to conclude our telecast for this morning, our church band will play a Christmas processional.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.